Welcome to Asleep by Nine. My name is Alyssa. And I'm Jeremiah. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. We have a super exciting podcast for you today. Uh, the whole world is going to be joining what we have been doing for a bunch of years. So we actually have somebody who is possibly a little bit of an expert. No, I'm not an expert. I don't even want to be in the realm of an expert. Well, too bad. Uh, we are going to be talking about homeschooling um, now that the whole country is homeschooling. I think so. Uh, pretty much yeah. at this point. So that's, that's going to be the agenda for today. We're going to Hopefully come up with some things that'll uh, help people um, look at it differently. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to focus this too much on specifics of what to do or how to do it or anything like that. More just about how it's affecting us socially or just in our own family. Yeah. Like things like what we what we can get out of it that we were maybe not prepared for because... We didn't think we were going to be doing this. Uh, you know, the the exciting thing is we have a kid who was homeschooled up until this school year. And so having her back in the house is reminding of us about a lot of the things that we used to do. Like with Addie, when she was younger, she got into a lot of the sciencey stuff. Mm -hmm. Lainey's way more into uh, show me how it works, not the science. She wants to have a ball and she wants to jump on the trampoline and she'd be more into the physics instead of the chemistry. Okay. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. So let's kick <laughs> it off. I'm really... Tell us all the things that you've learned. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Horrible amount of pressure. <laughs> no, let's set really... the tone though. I mean, we with uh, with the coronavirus, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of teachers are making suggestions on how to structure the day, how to, you know, help kids be successful in the home environment, setting up quiet study areas, stuff like that. And we've been homeschooling for a long time and we don't necessarily do all of those things. So even though these, they may be super effective for some people out there, they also might not be. Yeah. I think I'm coming more from the approach of just encouraging families who have been thrown into homeschooling versus just what we've been doing. Does that make sense? So that families who aren't used to doing this, I don't know, find a glimmer of hope that how they're doing it is probably just fine for their kids. Um, I think you and I have gone into it from the very beginning, saying that we were going to take it year by year with each of our kids, decide what was working best for them and for us as a family, and then also taking into consideration each of them, kind of how you were saying the difference between how Addie liked to do things and how Lainey likes to do things, just taking into consideration how each one of them learns and what they like to learn about, and then passing that on to other families so they understand that, what am I trying to say? Maybe this is a time where you're stepping back from more traditional school, how you were saying, like, sit at a quiet desk, you know, find good lighting. And maybe it looks different as you get to know your child, what they enjoy, how they learn. 
Yeah, I think that's a really cool um, idea. I mean, this is an opportunity that most people wouldn't have taken by choice. Yeah. And as a result, they're going to get to learn some things about their kids. And themselves. And themselves <laughs> that they didn't know. I, I'm going to be super excited to see how many people get to the other side of this mm-hmm. and consider the possibility that, wow, maybe my kid would learn better at home. Or or you know, maybe I really like this time with them. I didn't mm-hmm. even know I w- was missing this time with them until I had this time with them. And also, I do want to be clear that um, I think both of us, n- or neither one of us, are coming from a place of saying, you should be homeschooling. I realize it is not for everyone, and and that's okay, right? Yeah. You're kind of the same way. I mean, we feel like whatever's best for your family is what's best for your family, mm-hmm. um, which is another part of this, I think, that's sort of coming to light is that I, I've heard from a few friends at this point that are enjoying this time, are finding new ways to spend time with their kids, and who maybe are even considering continuing the homeschool path, which I think is so fun because I think so many people think I couldn't do that. I can't do that. But you can. It's doable. Yeah. Even if they don't go to the homeschool thing, though, I think it's going to change the way the parent-teacher conferences play (laughs) out. I mean, in reality, parents, many parents haven't necessarily seen their kids in school in years. What they see is them from a distance. It's more like looking at them, you know, in the school environment. But now they're going to get to see them in an educational setting that they're creating. And the, I mean, the exciting thing there is from my vantage point would be, you might see people out there in the world figure out that their kids are struggling with certain things um, for reasons that they, they didn't understand before, but Mm -hmm. now they're starting to understand it's, it's not because they're, you know, they lack intelligence. It's not because they lack motivation or or, right. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it could be something that, they're going to get to see firsthand. And when they have their parent-teacher conference, you know, next year, they might be able to say, well, my kid is more like, and they'll be able to describe it more clearly because they had a firsthand experience. Yeah. Or going off of that, when you see how your child learns, like maybe they learn purely from reading the information. Maybe that it's more hands-on. Maybe it's listening to it, like um, audible books, things like that. If you haven't ever seen the way that your child learns, it gives you, a. I don't know, I think it, it's so important to know how, the best way that they learn because then if they're at school and the teacher's only teaching through lecture, maybe that is why your child is having a hard time because they need it more hands-on or maybe they need to read it themselves. Like for me personally, I can learn through a lecture and I need to supplement that with my own reading. Like when someone asks me to edit something, you're the king of this and you read it to me, I need to see it. I'm a visual learner. And so I think finding out that information, like what you're saying, it could help them when they do go back to school, whether it's you working with them at home on homework or giving that information to the teacher to help them find a better way. I have a question for you. What do you say to all those parents out there that right now are being are saying to themselves, 
this is lame podcast. I know my kid. Like, I don't yeah. need them to be at home to know who they are, what they're up to, how they function. What do you I, say to I all probably of agree with that. I think I'm, I do not want to come across as though I think you don't know your kid because you're not homeschooling. That is not my intention. I think you probably do know your kid. And I think there's a lot to be said when you, you're the one sitting with them and doing not just homework when they're tired and you're tired after a long day, but when you're sitting going through every subject with them, which might not be something that you're used to, you're going to learn something that you probably didn't know. So I actually think I disagree with you. Okay. But from, from a different perspective, none of us know our kids. Well, that's true. I mean, so to to a parent that's out there, I would probably have said something different. I would have said, you think you know your children. And you know, I'm probably making some people really upset right now. And the reality is I'm not questioning their love for their children. But when our children are at school all day long, there is a lot of their life we don't know. Yeah. And we will never know. We'll never know. Right? Which is kind of scary (laughs) and part of them growing right learning how to do some of that stuff on their own although you know there's the other the flip side of that that maybe they shouldn't have to Mm -hmm. I don't know it goes both ways so if I were to speak to those parents that think they know their children I would say that is not totally possible (laughs) I was just trying to talk about it in the learning portion. That's I know. It. I'm not going to go. I know, but I what I don't want to do is lose lose part of the the group out there that is that they think they're above this conversation because I don't think any of us are. I've learned things about my daughter this year being in school that I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. and I think the same is true the other way around. When they are home doing school, I think we learn things about them that we don't see when they're in school. Yeah, that's so, true. Coming from a place of curiosity would be a good thing I would suggest to people. Yeah. And um, the other thing back to, we touched on it a little bit, I think at the beginning about feeling this pressure to set up school at home the way that you think of a traditional school. I, I think you can probably take that pressure off of yourself. I think there's lots and lots of ways to learn, especially for elementary age kids. They're, they're just, they soak everything up. And so reading with them is learning, baking, cooking when you're using measurements. That's, there's your math. Um, if you go outside and you jump on the trampoline or you go for a hike, Do some slow motion videos on a trampoline and teach some basic physics. There you go. Super easy. Every elementary kid age should know their physics. (laughs) Basic physics is really simple. I mean, you're not going to teach. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying. Formulas. You don't need to look at it that you're teaching physics. You can just go out and have a good time and be like, "Oh, hey, I guess we just did PE. I guess I don't need to watch my PE teacher show me how to." sprint Mm -hmm. you know there's just different ways to do it and so take some of that pressure off of yourself enjoy this time with your family without 
the added of, oh my gosh, I need to teach all six subjects today or I failed. That's just, right. that's not the case. I mean, you can watch a documentary on Netflix for your history. We have done that. And let me tell you, <laughs> Lainey especially, she has a lot to tell you about the Egyptians and the pyramids and the mummies. She's really into the Titanic right now. She could talk to you a lot about the Titanic. And that didn't come from sitting at a desk, right? getting lectured on it and writing an essay. Mm-hmm. And think about it from a kid's perspective. When I, when, you know, they get up in the morning, maybe at 7.30 instead of 7. Hallelujah. Or 6.30 instead of 6. Mm-hmm. So they're getting different kinds of sleep. Which means you're getting better different kind of sleep. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. Uh, they, you know, maybe maybe our, our kids are not having to think about the jeans they're going to wear that day. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about... Uh, you know, putting on makeup. They're not thinking about, oh, I got to get my hair done in just the right way. Or Or just rushing through the morning to get ready Mm -hmm. to get to school. Yeah. Days can start slower. That's a nice way to start off. Well, and in their world, it's not about slower. It's more, it's less stress. Which to a kid, they they get excited. But they get excited about that social stuff. But then sometimes it dominates their their processing, their mental processing. Instead of being focused on what they could be doing and learning, they're focusing on they're focusing on what they believe they should be doing and should be learning. Mm-hmm. And then you you see, you know, for some of them, they probably begin to lose uh, the joy, the joy of learning. Yeah, I think um, this time is. Probably a nice time once they get settled in. I think the transition could be a little rocky for some kids, but once you settle in, it they might feel way more relaxed, less pressure to be who they feel like they need to be at school. They can just be who they are, learn how they want at their own pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and something else that I have noticed um, for our family is oftentimes when we look at the curriculum requirements, our kids seem to finish early most of the time. In other words, if they're supposed to get through this lesson, this lesson, and this lesson, well, if they were at school all day long, they would get through those all day. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they can finish them in an hour or two hours. Right. And then they have all that extra time. Yes. And I've noticed, you know, watching our our oldest grab a soccer ball and she starts juggling. Mm -hmm. And so she's getting more soccer time because she's finishing her work. Yeah. The other day, um, Jeremiah has still been going to work. So his life has continued on as normal. Our life pretty much continued on as normal aside from having Addie home. Well, and no activities, which is kind of weird. Anyways. Um, the girls wanted to try to make a projector so that when they were watching a movie on Addie's laptop, they could project it onto the wall so that both of them could watch from different areas of the bedroom. And they looked it up online. They found everything that they needed to do it. They practiced. So, And that kept them busy for over an hour, just getting creative, trying to figure out how to make it work. Unfortunately, the magnifying glass we had was not 
the quality that they needed. So it didn't work out so great, but they tried really hard. And it's fun to see them working together on something that is not on their agenda. It's not part of their curriculum. They just decided to do it on their own. Yeah, they're running into problems and they're learning to solve them. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of it posts from uh, friends and family that are homeschooling now that are doing equally as great of things. How do you phrase that? They're just doing fantastic things. They are. Too. I see them doing nature walks um, with bingo cards where they have to do like a scavenger hunt. I see people painting these cool um, stained glass windows, which we are going to be doing next week. So thank you for that idea. I've seen a lot of baking. I've seen just a lot of different ways of spending time together. Um so one thing I also wanted to talk about with this whole thing is um, the socialization part and how the what I have to I have the, to slow down so my enunciation. Socialization. <laughs> I know. Part? Say it fast for me. I'm not good at that word. Socialization. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen this little meme thing going around, and I do think it's really important to point out that this is not how homeschooling normally looks for the majority of homeschoolers, where you are quarantined inside your house, isolated to your yard, that you're not going out and doing activities. And, you know, you're just this this hermit, which it can start to feel like now that we're being told to stay home. That's not how our normal life looks as no. homeschoolers. I mean, our girls are trips. very social. They have a lot of friends, both homeschooled and in public school, um, they both do soccer. I mean, we are at a soccer field seven days a week during the seasons. And yeah, field trips. Um, there are co-ops. We did a co-op for a while and, you know, we're, we've taken a break from that. But I mean, there's just so many options out there where homeschoolers are being social. This is not how it would normally look. So just in case you're considering homeschooling you're liking the part with your with your family and you're liking you know doing things kind of on your own schedule in your own way it doesn't have to mean isolation at some point (laughs) so maybe you could address that because you over the years have gotten very resourceful I remember I remember somehow or another you found out that you could check out uh, you know stuff from the wildlife refuge and do lessons and where else have you found resources like that i mean pretty much i feel like any local anywhere anybody if you know a fireman ask them if if they can do a field trip for your homeschool group if you have a group of friends around the same age like we had a group one year that wanted to learn spanish and we tried to make it work unfortunately where we live the resources were just a little too tight at that point but you know get a group together and learn spanish together from someone in your community um we've gone to the fish hatchery they hosted us um yeah the for is it the forest department that's the kootenai wildlife no you know all you have to do really is the places that you go as a family and you enjoy if you're like hey this would be a really cool lesson if someone could tell us a little bit more contact whoever's in charge I, th- I feel like there's so many people that are willing to help you. You just have to maybe call around a little bit. Yeah, just ask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise they're sitting there doing what? 
I mean, who, so, the, the these, people that you call, well, they're yeah. probably doing their jobs, but <laughs> well, a lot of, but a lot of these jobs, these, you know, these wildlife refuges and stuff, a lot of their job is educating people. Mm-hmm. So they're going to educate the three that come through or the 20 homeschoolers that decide they want to come in. Yeah. And using that wildlife refuge, um, just as an example, I know this may not be an option in your area, but places might have resources for you to use that you don't even know are available. When we went to the wildlife refuge, we went there for a tour. We went there for a little presentation. And then at the end, she tells us, oh, and by the way, we have these crates of things that you can check out. And she opened this bin and it had bones, it had fur, like hides of animals with a lesson plan and everything you needed to to do an entire lesson. It was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, people need to know this because that's a great, great resource. I think libraries are an excellent place to get different okay. options. For a lot of people who live in more uh, urban populations, they probably have. Oh, you guys have museums, museums, and zoos. zoos. <laughs> Some things I do miss about yeah. living in a bigger town. And when we were when we were in, you know, in the city, you know, there was the Capitol buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's almost always educational opportunities in the in the Capitol. Yeah, and you just wrap that right into pretty much every part of what they would be learning in school in some way, and Only you're covered. They get to see it. Yeah, they see it, to... touch it, talk to people who. Lay on the floor and look up at the awesome ceilings. Well, you can do that. It doesn't mean that everyone does. <laughs> but if you are in Boise and you go to the state capitol, we would highly recommend laying in the middle of the floor. You'll know when you see it and looking up into the starry sky they've got painted. Our kids have been doing that since they were three and eight, yeah, three little. and seven. Little. Yeah, they were little. And still today, when we go back to Boise... That's one of the things they want to do. It's at the top of the list. Addie just did it a few months ago. I've got the picture. (laughs) So. Yep. And then, you know, you you might find some kids who who like to play in the dirt and others that want to find the rocks. I mean, there's just so many things out in the world for us to explore Mm -hmm. that right now with our social distancing, we could stay away from the people and still have the amazing experiences. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to look a little different right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be closer to home and maybe only in your backyard, but you can gardening. That's a great one. I saw some people planting their seeds. Good yeah. for you guys. It's still too cold here, but I'm really, I'm really cheering on your gardens. Yeah, but we're almost in the muck boot season. We've got the matter of fact, just in the last week, we've had so much snow melt that our backfield is starting to fill up with water. Yep. And when it fills up with water, like last week, the girls went out in their boots and they looked at whatever's growing in there, maybe tadpoles and mosquitoes. I'm thinking mosquitoes, but yeah, tadpoles. So, so many fun things that you can be doing and letting some of the schoolwork, traditional type schoolwork, kind of, you know, not totally go because I know some of your schools want you to be doing things. And I'm not saying you should disregard what they say. But also take some time and freedoms to do it your own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anything else you have to add? Not really. I you think know, this one is a thing I do. Topic. I do want to make sure that I say just because I have been impressed with um, Addie School District and the way that they've handled it. I mean, they got out their 
uh, online learning thing within two days. They've been great with keeping in contact, not just with her, but with us. They've been calling. I've just been really, really impressed. And, um, you know, just to reiterate again, I do love homeschooling and our experience so far with our local public school has been really good. And I've really appreciated how hard they work. So shout out to all the teachers and administrators that are still working hard. Yeah, they've had to change their ways, but they're still doing the doing the job. So. Yeah. It's good. Okay, then. I, get, I mean, it's, some days it's just a little shorter than others, but we'll take it. So keep on keeping on. Do I believe in you. You yep. can do this. We have a super exciting new segment for you called What's Trending? Check it out. Okay, so I want to try a little segment here since we came up a little short on our podcast today. And... You this are. is going to require me to look at my phone. But I, what I want to do is I want to... I don't like this since I, I don't, don't know what's coming. You don't. Uh, matter of fact, she definitely does not. Oh, boy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the... the <laughs> no, top... I'm already feeling nervous. I think I'm sweating. <laughs> the top three hashtags on Twitter... And then I'll probably want to switch over. And Twitter. T- I don't like Twitter. No, so leave your phone alone. Take it off of there so that you're not. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm no. going to read you the hashtag. And okay. all I want you to do is tell me what you think about that hashtag. What I think about it? The, these are trending. Or like if I need to explain it. Just whatever oh. comes to mind. No. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. The first one is stay at home and stay safe. Well, isn't that pretty self-explanatory? Stay home. Stop going out. Stop meeting your friends at the park. Stop, I don't know, going to parties. Stop having play dates. Stop having people over at your house. Stay and, and, and doing what? Home. Drinking tequila. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number two. Uh, and again, a little preface on this one: we are not, oh. we are not getting into a ton of uh, political debate on this. But number two is, oh gosh, Trump genocide. Oh, that's so bad. That's what I'm gonna say about that. That's just, that's bad. Okay. I don't like that. And number that's three, horrible. that is horrible. Number three is is trending uh, quite a bit. Because it was not on there just a couple minutes ago when oh. I started this. <laughs> Catterday. Ew. Like, <laughs> instead of Saturday, it's Catterday? Instead of Saturday, it is. Well, I'm sorry to all you cat fans, but I am not a cat person. And so Catterday does not sound good to me. Okay, so we'll probably just wrap it up right there. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be good to each other.